is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabort. The Meat is the storytelling and improv comedy podcast where we have comedian guests come on and tell true meaty stories. Uh, I know what we do after that, Jake. And then we use those stories as inspiration for long-form improvised scenes. That's it. That's the whole deal. Um, it's a little different this month. We'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, first, let's remind you of our Patreon. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Meat Improv. Where for just five measly dollars a month, you can mm-hmm. get a bonus episode from me and Jake every week where we talk about improv, theory, technique, teaching, stuff we've been on our mind. Uh, and we also get access to our Discord channel. Um, Jake's cat is going crazy in this room, but that doesn't matter to uh, any of our listeners. Uh, for a $10 Patreon donation, we'll take cat videos for you. Yeah. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash Um Just a way to support the show if you like it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, cool. So now let's get into the, the meat part of the podcast. Okay. Uh, for Jobuary? Jobuary, we think. <laughs> that's really kind of selling it short. Uh, but this this month, just, for the, just to try something new, we're talking to uh, uh, people who have interesting jobs or doing something good work or just something that's not uh, the typical improv yeah. comedian's life out here. Um, uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, so let's in- introduce uh, to our returning guest and Hello. improviser. Uh, <laughs> Hello. It's a ghost. Uh, <laughs> got a ghost. I'm haunting the meat. My name is Madison Lanasy. <laughs> yeah. Do I do my own intro? I said it, but it was okay. some chatter. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, this is Madison Lanasy. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks Welcome. On the show. And just a little sneak peek. I'm not the one with the job. I don't know if you guys thought maybe it was going to be me, but it's not. No, um, no job. Well, I do have a job, but it's definitely not a jobuary type like job. It's, Got it. it is Thank you for putting life. jobuary. In some, <laughs> You're welcome. Something for branding it. Yeah. Um, and our jobuary guest, Jake. I'm going to let you take this. Um, a uh, friend of mine and uh, former coworker, then coworker again, uh, Travis Fowler. Hi. Thanks for having Hi. me. Welcome aboard, Travis. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, Travis and I, uh, well, we work together. Uh, we still work together, but I only come in for like an hour a day. Uh, really? but- so sweet to see you grace- <laughs> gracing the halls of Lark's Art. Yeah. Every few years I pop in. Um, but we uh, taught together. Uh, what was that? Like six? not six years ago was it six years ago might have been i've been there eight years now you have yeah well i'm starting this is yeah i guess i'm starting the second semester of my eighth year okay yeah how long so you were there for two years before i maybe came yeah so you've been there six years yeah that's pretty good math Yeah, Yeah, yeah 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 um yeah i i got there um eight years ago we were in the modified church building mm-hmm. it was a charter school so charter yeah. schools in la are all housed in various kinds of warehouses and churches and things like that and so like aa meetings <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> pretty much um, yeah we all say our name <laughs> uh and um yeah i was i was there for a year and then they moved us to the the new building we're at and that's i think where i met you mm-hmm. yeah no we did a year at the church oh I you think. were at the church yeah oh. um yeah 
Yes. So we did a year at the church and then we got the new building. Uh, and the perk was that the teacher's lounge was on the roof. That's right. Beautiful sunsets <laughs> yeah. of which you can never see um, <laughs> because, yeah, because the, the job is not to go up to the fifth floor. <laughs> stay in right. the classroom. Yeah. yeah, stay in the classroom. Yeah. Um, I was a resource teacher uh, and you were teaching eighth grade history. Is that I right? was. Yeah. Eighth grade history. I also taught a year of seventh grade history. I've taught actually the first year I started, um, they had me teaching I think one section of sixth grade, two sections of seventh grade, one section of eighth grade, no, two sections of eighth grade, a one ninth grade elective. Yeah. So that's how it goes. Yeah. So wait, charter school, was middle school, is that a middle school? It was middle school. Yeah. Okay. We had one, we had a one ninth grade. It was a growing high school. So they grew the program Mm. out until, yeah. So like, um, starting with kindergarten, right? Is that how it starts starts with kindergarten? Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten to ninth. (laughs) <laughs> so like with a charter school and Travis, you can probably d- tell this better than I can, but like you start a school and then each year you add on a grade. Does that make really? sense? Really? If year. you're, yeah. I mean, if the school's good and the enrollment is yeah. good, the idea is that you want those, well, the families, right. Wanted those kids to have a place to go after sixth grade. They wanted to have a place to go. So they created the seventh and eighth grade. And after those kids are in eighth grade, they wanted the kids to go to a high school. So they started the high school. Um, that's so, what charter means. <laughs> <laughs> it's like build, build, a, build your own, like build as it goes. Uh, I thought it was something about, I really don't know what a charter school is. Yeah. Great. It's a public school. Um, a charter school is a public school. And it, the only difference between us and say the LAUSD public schools is that, uh, well, one, we get about half of the funding literally. Um, and because mm. we get half the funding, then we don't have to follow half the rules. And so oh. we get to, we write our own charter and in that charter we can dictate. Um, oh, so it's a governing document. Oh, yeah. that's so interesting. And so we can, like, we can opt, we don't, but we can opt out of certain kinds of state testing if we wanted to. Oh. We can keep our class sizes small. We don't have, we can hire non-unionized teachers. Uh, wow. We can, you know, we can do things like that, um, that are just different than the, the LAUSD schools. That's yeah. So, interesting. so the uh, the idea, right, is that somebody or an or a group, in this case, it was parents, were like, "Give us the money that you would give to a public school, and we'll run a school based on how we wrote this charter." So we're going to show you how we'd run a school. Then the state says, "Like, okay, we'll give you the money that we were going to give a school to run the school your way, and so long as you do that and are successful or proficient, we'll continue to do that." Right? Oh, that pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What's like a, so, huh. So charter schools are all pretty different then. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was, they can be, I mean, we're learning. Yeah, we really yeah. are. Madison I mean, the, the weird part about like, so the four of us could actually go out and start our own school if we wanted to, we could write a charter, we wow. could apply. Um, and it's that easy. Uh, it really is. Well, and it was that easy, I guess, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it was kind of the wild west. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, um, so there's been a, like a lot of charter growth in LA in, uh, in particular, um, because the public school system got way too big. Here, and the school started to fail. Um, and so as kids were, yeah, just basically not performing on these standardized tests, schools were losing funding and closing. And so these parents, like our parents, decided, you know what, I want to stay in the public school system, but I don't want to follow that rule. So we'll start our own school. Huh. Yeah. You have to be a pretty motivated parent to do something like that. Yeah. 
Um, Those are my favorite parents. They're yeah. the best at like conference time when they're super motivated because <laughs> um, they rip you a new asshole. You oh, that sounds <laughs> really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> you'll see. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. Um, so are you going to break right now? No, we just went back. I Today was our first day back. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the things that was different than the district schools is we only have two weeks for winter break. So all the other schools go back next week. Uh, we have to work this week. And then, but we get two weeks for spring break, which is kind of nice. That is and nice. The, the district schools only get one week. So we can like make our own schedule, you know, roughly, and we can have a certain number of school days. We can make our own hours within the school day. A lot of charter schools will start way later in the day. Like we start 830. Hell yeah. Um, a lot of schools start, you know, 730, 745. Yeah. When I went to school, we started at 730. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started 830, which I think is awesome. Um, but we go till like four o'clock, which is less awesome. Yeah, that is less awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice for the parents, though. Parents are like, we get to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. So part of, I think part of what uh, initially makes charter schools successful is that they attract informed and active parents. So you're already getting like, you're already filtering through the public system, a bunch of people who are kind of like, like, or uh, engaged or who have the luxury to be engaged. Yeah. So you get uh, that first off, which is like, yeah. So then, um, they're going to be like, Oh, the first charter school I worked at was like seven to four. It was like longer hours. Um, uh, and it's like, yeah, that's going to attract people who are like, great. <laughs> I did my research. I can enroll my kid in this school and they'll be there from seven to four. Um, so that's one of the advantages, but also like there's a, I think, um, a portion of the population that, uh, is not educated in it um, for what a number of reasons that don't a lot like you do like for example like us yeah, too like, uneducated uh, yeah like a lot kids. of people go like oh I thought a charter school was a private school or whatever. yeah so like there are parents who think the same way who don't know that they have access to those types of schools yeah right. interesting I the, honestly the only thing I know about charter schools is like from that documentary Waiting for Superman or whatever. Oh yeah, what's that about? So about like the public schools, I think in New York, right? In DC or in yeah. DC, uh, and the thing that I remember from that is like there's like a lottery to see who can like get into the charter school. And we have all- a lottery. Yeah. Oh really? Whoa. Yeah, ours is less dramatic than <laughs> than what's portrayed on Waiting for Superman. Yeah, but there are parents that sit in our like cafeteria uh, for lack of a better word. And um, they wait for, it's not as exciting as like, they literally do the lottery thing and waiting for Superman where they call out numbers. And if you have the number, the parents like scream and are happy. Um, our, <laughs> the way our lottery works is uh, someone runs to the printer in the main office and they print out six sheets of paper <laughs> and then someone walks to the wall and puts it up. And then the parents like rush to the wall and go see if their number uh, lines up. Oh my it's, god! It's, I uh, never. I was never there for that. Yeah, it's that's very. Like, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's like a cast list from like when high school. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who oh, got yeah. it? Who got it? Always oh, yeah. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Hey, uh, I know you're new here. A new teach. Mm-hmm. Um. See uh, Mrs. Pattinson over there? Yeah. What you know about? how she was making a bunch of suggestions earlier? Uh-huh. Okay. Telltale sign. She's going to rip you a new asshole. 
really? She's going to tear your ass apart. Okay. She Trust was just me. suggesting a couple. You do not want to mess with that type of woman. Let me tell you. Are you Let a, me tell you. I mean, she seemed look, pretty look, nice. Here she come. She's coming over here. Look at her. Hi. On the attack. Hi. 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 Happy new school year. Okay. <laughs> Happy new school year. Um, I, uh, I brought uh, some supplies, some Kleenex boxes for the kids. Well, I assure you we have well-stocked of classrooms, okay, ma'am? Okay. So. Uh, I just know they get the sniffles in the fall, and, uh, so, okay. and um, I'm That's available to help with carpool uh, if you need anything. So um, I'm just going to go introduce myself to the other teachers, but it's very uh, nice to see you both. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll take a Kleenex. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad to see it's getting put to use. Okay. Oh my God. The gaslighting. Huh? Did you see the way she was sweet me up, fatten me up like a pig for slaughter? I think she just brought Kleenex over. Yes. Yeah, the you... sweet treats to undermine. <laughs> Excuse me? To undermine. Eating? Well, I, I no, I assume that's what's next, right? Cookies for the cafeteria. All of a sudden, she wants to teach here, right? Do you have a history with that woman? I don't. I have a history with women like that okay. coming in here, bringing out their scrolls of ideas. I mean, trust me. I mean, look. Yeah. To be green, to be a new teacher again. I, I would. I would love to have that sort of innocence. Uh-huh. Well, to I, me, it seems like you're. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. My name's Greg. I'm a new parent at the school. Hey, Greg. Uh, hi. What's your name? Tom. Tom. Hi. <laughs> uh, what are you teaching? Oh, don't. Tell my real name. Hmm? Or tell him a different name. I'm sorry. Tell what was that? Oh, I was just saying. Um, sorry. I guess that was. Sorry. I am so tired. I uh, I would tell him a different name, and I would just like to say that thank you for coming. And yeah. Oh my absolutely. goodness. Did you say you're tired. Oh. I am. You know, yeah. I work at the Sleep Number store. If you come down, I can give you a teacher discount. Uh, yeah, hook you up with a nice. Uh, find out what your sleep number is. Wow, here's a couple lovely. of Starbucks gift cards. Keep you wide <laughs> hey, eyed. Okay, nice to meet both of Thank you. you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. Throw that out. Throw that out. <laughs> I like Starbucks. Trust me. What are th- you have this is no for $50. idea. Fifty dollars. I'm sure that they're going to start <laughs> building their. They are building their case right now. They're literally. Gathering evidence. I mean, and we're all of a sudden, there's pictures of us walking around willy nilly with Starbucks gift cards. They're saying we're taking breaks we're not taking. Do you see this? I honestly, I I think it's nice. I trust me, I came from like public, public schools, this charter school. <laughs> These parents are nice. They're engaged. Sweetie, sweetie, you forgot your tote bag at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> oh. Have a great day teaching. Oh, you must Hi. be, uh, you must be his coworker. I am. Co-teacher. It's, yeah, so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm Rebecca. Okay. Uh, his better half. Uh. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> uh. I wouldn't I wouldn't say any of his flaws too loudly. You know, I wouldn't huh? I wouldn't paint him to be any type of thing that could be dismantled in a what? in a meeting. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh gosh. No, I was kidding. In He's fact, if you have wonderful... any do you have any dirt on this guy? Because let's just get it forward now. Because these I dirt. mean these folks, it's like a mob mentality. It's like you get one little, um, one he little. He had a, a misdemeanor. And, uh... <laughs> oh God! 
Okay, of what nature? She's a, DUI? Uh, DUI? I mean, what, they throw me in with a DUI no, guy? No, it, it wasn't a DUI. He was peeing in public. Uh, and it was, he was okay. what? <laughs> He's going to be registered as a sex vendor, but they knocked it down. Oh, my God, this is horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> it's not a sex vendor. Okay. It was in New Orleans, first of all. They don't let you oh, in the bars don't. unless you're of age and you can pee. So I had to pee on the street. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sweetheart, I think that's good. Thanks for the tote bag. Uh, what's in here? Popcorn, awesome, much needed. Oh okay, if you need anything else, so I'll, uh, he once re- suggested a threesome. Uh, oh my god, we are MMF, so- male, male, female. <laughs> That's actually progress. progressive. That is progressive. That's what I said. Yeah. That's actually good. I would lead with that. Honestly, with your record, I would lead he with that. doesn't believe in climate change. What? Well, I just think the earth's been around oh for quite a while. It's always fluctuating. Okay, listen, 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 listen. We need to pull you out. We need to pull you out. Why is everyone freaking out? See you later, Emily. Oh, bye, bye. Okay, wow, you guys are really affectionate. That's well, yeah, good. It's trying good to butter to up that. for the MMF. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is the office. Um, uh, pretty much all the standard stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to make copies or anything or print something off, you just come in here. We got the old Canon printer. Uh, uh, yeah. You'll see it. I'll Great. set it up on your network yeah. later. Okay. Like that. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, here's my office. Hey, mm. knock anytime if you have a question or oh, thank you. I'm always oh, or, there for open you. Open door policy, huh? Yeah, yeah. For for the most part. Oh, that's great. Uh, if you wanted to, and then if you want to take a break, uh, blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just go up to the roof. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, just kick it up there. Uh, oh. Yeah, a lot of times that's just where we hang out. That's that's just where people, people are hanging out on the roof. Yeah, it's just sort of like a good place to blow off some steam, to do whatever you got to do, smoke some cigarettes. Oh. Uh, Damien. Yes. Roof in seven? Roof in six. Why not? Roof, 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 roof. There's a kegerator up there. There's a kegerator on the roof? Yeah, it's a refrigerator for a keg. I know what a kegerator is. <laughs> okay, well, you said it like you couldn't believe it. That I, well, I can't believe it. It's on the roof of a school. <laughs> yeah. 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 When are you guys taking breaks? Don't uh, All should, throughout the day. Well, you should be teaching, I would imagine. We got a block schedule. Hey, dog, like, there ain't no classes on the roof. There's no classes on the roof. Listen, the woof or the roof? <laughs> we're woofing uh, like dogs, dog. <laughs> and we're going to meet on the roof. We can't say okay. it. Okay. So Jesus. like a happy hour, I get it. Like after. No, all day. <laughs> sometimes I get to work early. And I just head up to the roof, do a couple... K stands. <laughs> you do uh, some, what I imagine that to be keg stands. Yeah. Uh, uh, smoke some cigarettes with the boys. Who are the boys? <laughs> You'll meet them. Go to the roof. <laughs> the boys are who, the boys, that's, there's girls in there well, too. I got but a we, few minutes before class starts, I might as well check out the roof. You want to check out the roof? That's my boy. <laughs> here, here. Jump, <laughs> what is jump, it? the house is Punches jumping. Punches in a ladder falls in. <laughs> jump, jump, the house is jumping. Is a, jump, jump, the house is jumping. Are you doing karaoke up there? <laughs> yeah. Jump, jump. <laughs> Get up there. Come on, boy. <laughs> Pushing him up the ladder. Okay, I'm going. Oop. Ooh. 
Roof, that is. Roof, that is. Roof, there it is. Welcome. Here, do a line. Do a line. A line? You, you got to do, do a line, line your first time. I'm not doing a line do on the roof. A do it. Line. We're going to call you a narc. <laughs> We're going to call you a narc. I'm not, you're going to call me a narc? You can call me a narc. You don't, don't want care. that. You don't want that. What? You don't want to be called a narc. You I won't be allowed on the I, roof. You know how many social studies teachers have fallen accidentally off what? the roof? Because <laughs> they wouldn't. I was told he was on maternity leave. <laughs> okay, you idiot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's code for pushed him off the roof. Who, what happened? Are you in for roof ball, bro? Can I count you in or out? <laughs> what is roof, roof ball? ball? I'm just going to throw the coke in your nose. <laughs> You're in it. <laughs> Oh no! Might have been ketamine. I don't know. What? <laughs> whatever. It's the, whatever. It's cuff. either an up or a down. <laughs> you gotta tell me. That's part of the ride, bro. Go, what are you talking about? Hey What's boys, roof ball? It's the girls' corner. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch what? You out. Can't read? <laughs> I can read. I'm in the seventh. Did you not see the back of our jackets? English. Yeah, girls' corner. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you uh, you are the girls' corner. You're in the girls corner we're in the girls corner uh, we're the girls corner yeah. <laughs> this is crazy i've got to do a, a syllabus and i gotta read through my syllabus <laughs> first come on mr social studies talk to the girls if you're so social <laughs> what? Yeah, um, study this <laughs> oh whoa, <laughs> whoa. It's Titty Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Thursday. <laughs> Who cares? No rules yeah. on the roof. Way to object, Except for the dork. roof rules. What? Are there, it appears there are no rules on the roof. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple rules. You gotta do the powder we put in front of your face, or you're an arc and you get thrown off. Okay, I, you did the powder, okay? I, apparently, I'm not an arc, okay? I gotta get downstairs and teach English, uh, okay? Uh, very nice to meet all of you. I won't be bad. <laughs> You're lost, buddy. What? I said. <laughs> you an know awkward what? ladder. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. I'm halfway down I said, the ladder. I said it's your loss. I think it's the students' loss. If uh, you if you're all up here on door the door shutting, buddy. Okay, Better speed it up. Say goodbye to this. <laughs> your wiener. <laughs> that, I appreciate that's the boys' the corner. Okay, <laughs> that's the boys' corner. It's Great, dicks out it. Friday. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> All right, let's jump back into uh, uh, the meat part of the, the meat part of the podcast. The meat part of the podcast. Um, the meat part of the podcast. Travis, what got you into teaching? Uh, so it uh, sounds so. I don't know. Sounds so. I guess flowery, but I have a friend who teaches uh, special ed, much like yourself, uh-huh. um, who helped open a charter school in New Orleans. Um, and so when I was looking to get back into teaching, I had taught a little bit in um, undergraduate school at Boston University. Um, I came out to L.A. and I was working in reality TV and production and stuff like that. And I burned out pretty quickly on that. And so I wanted to get back into teaching. And so she, what do you work for? Yeah. Uh, I worked for, well, I worked for two independent production companies, Echo Lake Productions. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at anonymous content for a little bit. And that sounds familiar. I don't know what that is though. They're a management company um, okay. and a commercial production place. Oh, and I worked for a, 
a guy who represented directors, a lot of international directors who were coming here to make money just by doing commercial. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were at the beginning of, this was in, God, so right after the writer's strike, so like 2009-ish. Uh-huh. And so they were starting to branch out and have their directors do like some feature stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and I had production experience because of the independent production company that I was at. And so they had me doing some production work over there. Um, but so the reality stuff I was doing, I... Uh, what did I do? I worked a little bit on some of the MTV shows, the, the Dorm Raiders, Room Raiders. Oh my God, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I worked on its Gem Hunter show uh, where father daughter went and hunted like gems in parts of the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> I worked on. Did you how work? Dare in a, how dare they make that a show? Like know, right? they're hunting awful. for gems? Yeah, like stealing from the indigenous people. Basically. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was like this cute mother daughter or father daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> Story. Um, <laughs> so the early days of reality. What the fuck so was it? Was, was it on TV? Uh, yeah, it got on. <laughs> I want to say it, it must have been through Nacho. Nacho, I think, aired one or two. Um, wow. Yeah. Gem Hunters. Uh, and I worked on. I have a bunch of friends that worked on a bunch of The Real Housewives. So yeah. So I, I, I bounced around that, and obviously, uh, I did, didn't. I didn't sit well with me. Some of the you didn't yeah. like the gem hunting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you never worked on the housewives, though, right? I didn't. No. Okay. no. Did you travel with it, or did you work in an office? Like when it, with the gem hunting both. and Amazon. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> you go, go to gem the, hunt. <laughs> I didn't go to the Amazon. Look there. That's a good spot. We should, <laughs> we should dig out of that cave. Uh, no, I didn't do that. I did go. Um, I was trying to, I remember the last job I worked on, I was trying to pitch this dating show uh, to an agency about these two, these two girls called the wing girls who I found on YouTube. Um, And I wanted to do a makeover show with them. Uh, And that was the last thing I did sort of in the field. I, we went out and we did a, like a sizzle with them and they, um, we, we threw like a staged party and they, the whole idea was that we would have this, this guy set up as um, the person who was going to be targeted for the makeover. And then these two girls would like sort of start to hit on him only to be revealed that they're the wing girls and that they were going to actually help make him over. Um, and they were going to throw another party. Oh, wow. As a of that. Wow. Yeah. And so that, that, <laughs> uh, wait, I'm sorry. I was listening to that whole thing and I'm yeah. still wrapping. They threw a party. We throw a fake party. You there's get a, party. a guy to go there. Yeah. There's a guy going there and who, then who's an I- idiot. <laughs> Well, he's, he doesn't know it yet, but he's the mark, right? Okay, he's uh, the mark. Although in reality, you know, spoiler kind of alert, like they a, all know that they're, they all, they all know, know what's okay. going on. So, <laughs> dang it. Yeah, sorry. Um, so then these two, so he didn't, okay, so he knew too that when these two women came to yeah, talk to him, the, that's the, a little better. The viewer watching would, would be like, oh, this guy has no idea. Um, and so really it's these, uh, <laughs> you can see why this didn't get to air. <laughs> it was a little underdeveloped. Um, and so the idea was that he, yeah, so he would reveal himself to be a terrible, like a terrible dater at this party. And these two girls would, um, yeah, would, would sort of watch him and then take notes and figure out what his weaknesses were <laughs> in his game. Mm. And so then in act two, they do a makeover much like, uh, like, Sort of queer eye, not, queer eye, what not to wear. That's sort of the model yeah. that I, I liked. I liked what not to wear a lot, and so, um, and so that was the model for Act Two. Was they would you know take them out and shop, and then give them some tips about how to be like more social at the party, and then Act Three we throw another party, and now he's successful because he can <laughs> he can like get a girl's number with the help of these two uh, wing girls. Ah, uh-huh. and so yeah, it was called Wing Girls. Well, uh, no, but they. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was their name. Um, that was their name when I originally approached them. Got um, it. They were Who doing- else is at this party, by the way? <laughs> Uh, 20 paid extras <laughs> and a bunch of my friends yeah. that's good yeah okay so that was like your swan song that was it yeah that was it and so when that failed miserably um i thought you know what'll be good me standing in front of a room of, of impressionable youth <laughs> and teaching them about american history uh so yeah and so i guess fast forward i burned out of that and my friend was um working at this charter school in new orleans and so that really got me thinking about charters in general because they opened up a bunch of charters in new orleans after katrina um mm. i think it's all it's pretty it's all exclusively charters in new orleans um and so they so she started the she was one of the three people that helped open this charter school in new orleans and i talked to her a lot and i went down and visited her um and sort of just watched her work and i my like my mind was blown and my life changed and i came back here and uh, while I was working anonymous, I went to school at night and got my teaching credential, uh, USC. And then I was, Larchmont was the first, I worked uh, as a long-term sub for a year at this other district school in, on the West side. And then I got hired at Larchmont, um, the year after. Wow. And yeah. did you know you were going to teach history the whole time? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm professor at USC or my advisor at USC said, choose something that you are passionate about. Otherwise you'll burn out. Mm. Um, cause I had an undergraduate science degree and I could have gone into that. Okay. But what was uh, that degree? It was in like psychology and neuroscience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so I could have, I could have gone that track, which ironically probably would have been smarter cause it's a guaranteed job forever. Like mm. science teachers, everybody needs science. They're teachers. so hard to find. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would have lasted this yeah. long teaching science. Um, I just think history is a lot cooler. And I can be the cool corduroy jacket wearing like, history <laughs> yeah. teacher when I'm like older. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what and then like so now what keeps you in it? Because like the burnout rate is so high. Uh, Jake speaking speak. is. Yeah. <laughs> speaking to somebody who's quit five times or whatever. Uh, like, yeah. What keeps you? Um, I think. Well, I ch- every year I've changed my job a little bit. This is the, one of the benefits of working at a charter school where you can kind of just try shit yeah. and see what works because I'm not under the restrictions of like, like I don't have a supervisor breathing down my neck all the time and telling me what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And so I try a lot of new stuff. And I think as a result, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, okay. I think that I, <clears throat> sorry, need a water. <laughs> there you go. I'm being choked up. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, I think that I think what I what I've done every year is I've I've done I've added on jobs. So like I started I helped start the middle school athletics program at the school and I work on a lot of the student life stuff and I help with the leadership kids and they throw dances and they go out and they volunteer in the community and I have helped start classes where the kids are you know, running student government and things like that. And so I think that's the thing that keeps me in yeah. is I'm able to I'm able to at that school just do a bunch of stuff that's not just teaching like i feel like it's i'm not just teaching history I'm yeah like a lot of stuff yeah that's cool yeah did you ever do stuff like that not to put you on the spot here. uh like stuff outside of my job yeah. um did you ever w- coach a softball team or <laughs> <laughs> um well, let's see what did i do uh i remember one time you were complaining about having to help with parking <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm always complaining oh that help with parking uh the, uh <laughs> carpool is the 
worst. Uh, and I don't ever volunteer to do that. That's just part of the job. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think like that's something probably pretty exclusive or unique to charter schools is like school buses are expensive, right? I, th- I think this is, this is my understanding of it is like, so charter schools typically don't have school buses. So everybody's got to be dropped off. Um, which means there's a flood of cars and there's like, um, uh, like my high school, we had a school bus and we had a student parking lot. So it was just like that kind of took care of everything. Uh, but when I taught, I've only taught at charter schools in every charter school, except for my first one did have a school bus, but they like rented it or something from a school bus company. Like they would buy old city school buses and then rent them out to, like everything is a thing. So, <laughs> and you don't have, you have half the budget, uh, like Travis was saying. And so a lot of the jobs have to be picked up by teachers or by everybody's got to wear multiple hats. And carpool was, Carpool's, is everybody's that's hat? one of the benefits of high school. You should come back to teaching high school. No, car- <laughs> no carpool, no carpool, <laughs> no carpool. Yeah. Uh, that was, I hate carpool. Uh, <laughs> I hate putting on a high res vest uh, and directing traffic after like uh, teaching all day. Um, <laughs> it's very petty, but it is like a re- uh, it's just like so I just am like, th- this is the best use of my time is to stand out here and be like, because there's tons <laughs> of things to do. I'm just complaining now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um I don't know that I did a ton of extracurricular stuff. Um, the first school I taught at, we did like a track week uh, at the end of it. So I'd get like a group of kids and we'd like pick a mascot and make uh, jerseys and stuff like that and compete and things like that. But um, the the benefit of being in the special education department a little bit is I'm a little bit more of a floater. Uh, so on the one side I'm not always thought of uh, which can be a pro and a con I think of like hey what about us Uh, unless it's stuff where it's like oh nobody thought to ask me uh, to help out Um, yeah so I don't think I did it as much it's also I don't know I think like there I think it's much better uh, infinitely better especially like coming back to Larchmont and seeing it now like them having the learning lab and all the different, like a uh, sort of an office uh, on every floor. But like the stigma around special education has changed dramatically in the 10 years that I've been in education. And even, and it's like to the point where it was like when I started, not everybody's familiar with the special education teacher and not everybody wants to be associated with the special, like kids. So it's like, mm. um, there's a little bit of like, I found myself to be most effective kind of not being out in front. So it was like the kids that I did have to work with didn't have to be like, you didn't want other kids to make the connection that like, Oh, the reason like James is coming to work with me is because I'm the special education teacher. Mm. Does that make sense? Like everybody's going to work, go through the eighth grade history teacher. So like Mr. Fowler is known by everybody, but it's almost better if I'm not known by everybody, because if I have to go into a classroom and pull out James, Uh he's more likely or willing to come with me 
or he's going to be more uh, like we're going to have a better relationship if I don't come in and everybody's like, oh, that's Mr. Jabor. He's the special education teacher. And then I'm like, I need to take these kids. Um, I see. So putting myself out there in those different roles sometimes could be tricky. Okay. Sense. Well, I think one of the things that our school does well, um, and you can, I don't know, I guess support or yeah. refute this is that there really is that, that stigma. I think because to a lot of the kids are there from kindergarten, they all know each other so well uh-huh. that there really isn't that same stigma around special education. It's like these kids have been in the same class mm-hmm. with each other for years and they know, they sort of know from an early age that people just learn differently. Mm-hmm. And there isn't this, um, there isn't this stigma around, Oh, well he needs, you know, one and a half extra time to take the test. Um, and so we're going to like pick on him. There really isn't that yeah. at our school. And I think that's a testament to the small learning community and the fact that the kids have been together for so long. Um, yeah. And did you find that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, starting, yeah, at that kindergarten level of like being able to be um, an education specialist or a special education teacher and push into the classroom and sort of like roam or work with all the kids and having paraprofessionals come in. And that co-teaching thing is like, cool. Um, And Larchmont does a really great job of sort of... um, kind of like multi-modality teaching. So like allowing kids to make projects or teach in different forms. So ideally everybody's getting what they need without it. And that's the, that is the new model is like a universal design for learning. So like create a lesson plan so that everybody can access it as opposed to have a cookie cutter lesson plan and then modify it for these kids. Mm. Um, And so I would say, yeah, I think even like, when I was working with the high school, there were students who were not, uh, didn't require special education services who I would work with, uh, because of that, like, Oh, everybody's just getting learning how they learn best. Hmm. Um, which I think is the coolest thing. About yeah. And it. there isn't, and I think that the, because our school is small to the, the teachers and, you know, I would call yourself a teacher as well, right? Is we're all like part of the conversation about the kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there aren't, you know, I've, I've worked at bigger schools where, yeah, like you were saying, I, there were some special ed kids that were on my roster, but I would not see them mm-hmm. because they were constantly pulled out of my class to get yeah. services or whatever. And so I didn't know, um, I, you know, I didn't know what sort of reading level they were at or what, you know, how they were achieving. Um, but at our school, I feel like, you know, I, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And so it's pretty, it's pretty even footing mm-hmm. and there's a real casual discourse around like, you know, what strategies to help the, the students basically. And it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. nice that everybody's there. Everybody's pretty much there for the same reason. You don't really get the old burned out teacher who sits in their room and closes their door and says like, no, I'm just going to do this my way. And, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to say, but no, thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, there really isn't that everybody's doors open and everybody sort of walks in and out and it's very, uh, yeah, it's very casual. And I think it helps the students feel that. Well, um, what do you think contributes to that? Because I know, and you had mentioned earlier a little bit of like charter school being able to hire non-union teachers. And I know when I started, Teach for America or whatever, they would uh, uh, often we would get hired by charter schools because they would hire non union teachers and we weren't part of the union. You're getting me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to get you in trouble. trouble. I just meant like uh, uh, stuff that the Teach for America would often say is like, 
oh, there's teachers who are tenured and would do exactly what you said. It's mm-hmm. like they can't get fired, so they're gonna play. Um, they're gonna play roots for four weeks uh, and do the <laughs> same thing every week because it's like they are kind of like their job is in place. They can't like. So my question, I guess, is like, what do you think contributes to that at that at Larchmont of having that? Uh, teachers who are like that, the community there. I think I don't. The, I remember sitting in a couple of hiring um, meetings where the teachers who were well, one teachers are asked to be in the hiring process, which mm-hmm. I think helps. Um, and I think that they um, were big on this philosophy of you can't coach fit. And so if we get a sense that this person isn't going to like, there could be a great teacher, but it just might not work at our school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, I think that's, I guess to get macro, but it's like just good management in general. Like we're all, we're all sort of aligned on a philosophy of education and, you know, people can be great teachers and just not have the same philosophy mm-hmm. to which case they just wouldn't work at our school. Um, and so I think our school does a good job of identifying sort of what the DNA is of what works at a school like ours and then hires to that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that helps. Now, I I think, you know, going back to the union thing, I think if if we had if the teachers were given even more of a voice, I think even more of that could happen. And it yeah. would be a little bit more stability yeah. with our organization, um, you know, and I. I so I've been trying. I've been trying for the last few years uh, to really to, to unionize the teachers because I do feel like um, I, I do feel like there are things that the teachers know how to do um, that would benefit the students and the school as a whole, um, and that just doesn't happen in a in an atmosphere where the teachers aren't unionized. Like what? Like, well, I think basic needs stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. think if um, teaching is you know, teaching, teaching is a lot of things and it requires a lot of different skills. And the biggest thing though, is that we're underpaid. Um, and, and so that, that matters, that matters when you come into an environment where you're being asked so much of, and you're not being paid. And I think there's sexist reasons for that that go way back to the foundation of who teachers were originally in this Mm -hmm. country. They were women. Mm -hmm. And so there's, um, there's reasons why teachers uh, teaching as a profession has been underpaid. And I, like I said, I think it's sexist. Um, but that the, uh, so the idea is that if you take care of your employees, they can then take care of the kids. Uh, and so, you know, us not being unionized means we can't opt. Like the district has a pretty kick-ass health plan. The LUSD teachers, the public school teacher, a similar public school teacher, um, to me is getting, you know, their, their entire healthcare paid for, um, their salary is the highest in the country in California. Um, mm-hmm. the average starting salary here in California is, is pretty good. Um, and it's adjusted for cost of living. It's still not a lot just to be clear. It's like still a very underpaid profession. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but a unionized teacher in Los Angeles does far better than a non-unionized teacher in Los Angeles. Their healthcare is taken care of. Their pay is competitive. Um, they're guaranteed a job. Uh, more or less, um, you know, within the district, if they are performing adequately um, mm-hmm. and they are, you know, given certain rights, just basic workers rights that I think every worker should have. Um, and I think when teachers are not unionized, the school can tend to be privy to the whims of management. And so if a new principal comes in, and decides, you know what, we're going to all of a sudden go this way. That principal at a non-unionized school can clean house and just get a whole bunch of new teachers in. Um, and that's very disruptive for kids uh-huh. um, to all of a sudden have this massive turnover of teachers. Like we've had at our school, we've had uh, 
I can think of a kid who's gone from gone at our school from seventh grade through 12th grade that has had probably six different English teachers um, who have started the year but not finished it. Um, so that that is very disruptive to have a, a teacher from September to uh, November. That teacher quits because they burn out. And then you have a sub from November mm-hmm. to January. Awesome for the kid, but they're not learning a whole ton. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like they bring in somebody else, takes them six weeks to get acclimated. And now all of a sudden you have a teacher from March to the rest of the year. Like mm-hmm. there's a huge gap there. And those gaps show up as the kid goes up um, in further grades. And so um you know, there are things like that, like that would happen, you know, that could happen at a, a unionized school as well. I just, I don't think that, um, there isn't that, that sort of, un, you know, unity of, of message. And I think teachers need to feel empowered in that way to, uh, to do that. Yeah. It's my union screen. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw in just another weird one. While I still have it on my head. What is, uh, so you teach history. Yes. So what I loved history, actually, that's one of the, the subjects well, that I like, I don't know. I think I went through school just being like, oh, this sucks, but <laughs> or whatever, just <laughs> skating by. Did you have a good history teacher? Okay. She was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I always ask because like when people say they like a subject, it's, because it's usually teacher. because of the teacher. Yeah. And it's not the subject. I was going to say earlier when you were talking, my government teacher who, and it was like a lot of a focus on American history and stuff. He had, he was so funny. Like he like probably could have been like a stand up comedian. Um, and he had this thing where if we were all given little mini constitution books, um, cause you we were supposed to like memorize it or whatever. And he had this thing where he said, there are, there is no exception to this. If you ever catch me in any place at anywhere without my constitution, uh, book on me, you don't have to take the final exam. And it got so crazy to the point where people would, there's like a very famous story about these two kids, like showing up at his house when he's in his robe, getting his mail in the yard and him just pulling it out of his <laughs> bathrobe. And like, he was just legendary at, uh, our school. And like, I remember, uh, I got to have like my own little hero moment where I memorized the preamble at lunch. Cause I caught wind that that might be something that was going to happen in class. And if you did it perfectly, you, everybody got an A on the quiz. Whoa. And so I was like, great. And so I spent all lunch memorizing the preamble and everybody gathered around to help me. And then when I, but you couldn't get a single word off, like even like a the or an and that was the rule. Oof. And so when I got up to do it, I went so slowly. And then at the end, everybody just burst into applause and I felt, but it was wow. just, he made it, he made it so like fun. Yeah. But I don't remember the preamble. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the moment though. Yeah. I remember the victory. Um, I was going to ask, yeah, I liked history. I just found it interesting. Like, uh, but what's, uh, what's, what's a, the subject in history? Is there one that you're like, Oh Jesus, today's, <laughs> Today's, yeah. today's the War of 1812. Uh, War of 1812 is pretty lame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny. Today, today we were doing um, American exceptionalism slash manifest destiny uh-huh. um, in my AP US history class. And so having to read a primary source by this guy, John O'Sullivan, who coined the term manifest destiny in yeah. 1845. Whoa. I, 
I think uh, I had to know that for the yeah. AP test. I, I only sound smart about this because I literally just taught this. Um, <laughs> and so uh, having to read, though, that primary source today almost put me to sleep um, as I was standing up there um, reading it in front of them and being like, OK, <laughs> highlight or underline or annotate areas where you feel like American exceptionalism is being um, indicated here. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. And I think about 10 minutes into it, I looked around the room and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just scrap this. Um, oh, really? We're going to do something else. Yeah, just because it was so bad. It was so bad. So you go off of like the vibe of the classroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not good. I'm really not good at, at coaching teachers um, because I am so actually it's ironic. I'm so improvisational in the, uh-huh. in the classroom. I, I sort of have like a schematic or an outline of what I want to do. Um, but I really don't do the like nuts and bolts lesson planning that I was taught to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sort of have, yeah, I have an idea of what the kids should know by the end of the class. And um, yeah. And then I really, if I feel like it's dying, which um, most of the time, like lessons die like halfway through. Um, and that's why, you know, kids get bored in school, mm-hmm. but there's teachers who just are committed to it. They're like committed yeah. to the bit. They have to see it through because they plan through it. And I'm just like, if I, if I get a sense, the room is dying, like I'll, I'll scrap it. I'll change it. Um, Interesting. Because yeah, it's not, it's not fun not for effective. me. How's yeah. it going to be fun for them? Yeah. And I like the stuff. <laughs> what if yeah. you don't like it? What about something that you like to teach? Like where it's like, oh, hell yeah. We're coming up on Egypt. FBI. Egypt. We all know that that was like the part in school where you were like, fuck yeah, Egypt. And then you got to learn about like the two. We all feel this. We all know. Like King Tut and stuff? Yeah. And like the mummification process. Oh, and, like, yeah, right. yeah. It's like, and that then you, cool. yeah. Pull the brain out through the nose. Yeah. And, and you were just like, oh, okay, this is sick. Like, we're all having a blast in here. Like, this is great. You're right. Everyone's excited about mummies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I taught eighth grade, one thing I I always looked forward to was, and this is a pretty canned lesson. A lot of people do this. Um, so I'm not taking sole credit for this, but, uh, you teach the, the declaration of independence as a breakup letter. It's sort of the world's most famous breakup letter. Um, oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's America's breakup letter with, with the King of England, with King yeah. George. And so, <laughs> um, and so what I have the kids do is, uh, then they write, so they read it, they analyze it, they annotate it, they do all that fun stuff. And then, uh, they write their own breakup songs. Um, and so I have them, um, yeah. And then I give them extra credit if they actually perform it. And almost all of them do. Oh, uh, and so they, rad. yeah. And so they do these, like, uh, I give them like some, you know, some basic songs that they can parody or whatever. Uh, but the idea is that they have to then break up with England using their own breakup song, using sort of the ideas of the declaration of independence. And every time we used to, I, I don't, I teach high school now. I don't teach eighth grade anymore, but whenever we got to that part of the, of the curriculum, I was always jazzed about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to thank Mr. Simon again for this opportunity to perform the breakup song to Great Britain. All right. Let's see what you got. You took me into the woods and you took my whole innocence in one fell swoop. 
<laughs> but then you left and you never turned back and all I have is the memories of being inside of you okay <laughs> okay whoa, whoa. I'm not done <laughs> whoa what breakup song with a, this is an, an uh like you told us to model it after it said it's yes. just like breaking up with United someone United States the breaking up with Britain <laughs> Okay. Okay. That was very explicit. Let's mm, try. I and liked keep it. it on What's worse, too? <laughs> Let's try and keep it on track, okay? Okay. All right. Go for it. Good. Good. I like that. Oh, well, the saints come marching in. Oh, well, the saints come marching in. Just like you marched right into my vagina. Okay. High Whoa. and cry. Drier the mic. <laughs> Whoa. What Whoa. was that? Whoa. What was that? Stepping on artistic integrity? Uh, you know what? Let's you, know what? Pre- you know what? You've never even been through a breakup, uh, have you? Am I, I, I right? Uh, Am I right? Don't do I bet he has it. Never had his heart this broken. This is a class. No, it must be it. easy for you. Look, let's. Uh, walk you know what? Life. Let's hear somebody else uh, do a breakup song. You can get an example, and while you're listening, maybe uh, rewrite yours to be a little bit more appropriate. Josh, you want to do your breakup song to the country? Yeah, I guess if that's something you're into. Yes. <clears throat> Go for it. I'll start when I'm ready. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Mr. J. Okay. I, I don't need your pressure on me. Okay. It's like, I'm not going to conform to whatever mm-hmm. you think that a breakup song should be. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Snaps. Good. Whenever you're ready. <clears throat> you. You took my heart and you ripped it in two. You took my heart. And you cheated on me with Devin <laughs> And I'll never forget the day You cheated on me with Devin And I'll, I'm depressed uh, Fuck you, Great Britain Oh, hey! <laughs> Whoa! I did it, I did it Who is wow. Devin? How is Britain cheating on you? Wow. And watch the language <laughs> Well, what? Not like that. At least use that as a model not to do it. Like, does anybody else... You want to go again? Does anybody else have one? I thought mine made a lot of sense. I No, it sounded like uh, that was meant for Claire. I know the two of you have been dating. Oh, yeah. We were. Yeah, we were. We were. Before Devin. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that Devin listens to what I actually... What feels good and doesn't take it as a criticism when I'm saying I would like a little more rubbing. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Penetration is okay, hardly we're anything way in this off world. Topic. We're wildly off oh, topic. Oh, Devin's a rubber, huh? I bet he okay. is. Yeah, that's real mature. Let's okay. attack Devin. Let's not attack Devin. I bet okay, Devin fine. does whatever he wants. I, no, dog. he's in the hospital with bronchitis. Let's leave Devin out of this at this point, okay? Does anybody else? I'm not leaving him out of this. That's for damn sure. Not anymore. <clears throat> and by this, I mean a pussy. Oh, <laughs> What? Did you okay with that one? <laughs> no, I'm not okay with it. We're just You're tossing around. Uh, l- let's keep it clean, okay? <laughs> We're supposed to be writing breakup songs to Great Britain <laughs> as the United States. I could not have been clearer. Okay. 
Great Britain, maybe you should listen. Great Britain, maybe you should have cared. Great Britain, Those maybe you shouldn't have stared at Danny's ass. At Danny's ass. I saw you staring at her ass. And then you ask me why I don't say loyal. Because you went behind enemy lines. And then you waved your white flag at me. And then I left. Great Britain. No. Great Britain. Who could help but look at Danny's ass when she reaches over to get a pencil? I wasn't being anything quiet. A loyal boyfriend could help it. Great Britain. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Says something to Devin rubs your clit. So what? I can stop desires. it. <laughs> You're the king of your own desires, you would know. Oh, king, I heard that there. King George. There we more go. More like King Fake. King George. That's not bad. Like King Baked. You're addicted to drugs and you can't get out of your mom's basement. And I'm sick of it. Well, nobody should be out of their mom's basement. <laughs> well, I asked him to move in with me. And I what? Still, yeah, You're moving I did. way too fast. I want to sign that he's committed or else I'm out. You're, uh, I'm out faster than the than the tea off the side of the boat. Hey, all right. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty good. She wanted that? me to pay the rent, and I was like, oh, "Why should I pay, pay the, rent? the rent? Why should I pay you, you rent if I don't parents. have any no, say in the house rules?" <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm just not, giving someone I'm rent. Hanging, I'm not no. hanging a portrait of you from from your football lacrosse team on the wall. Why it's would you? It's supposed to be an elegant space where we invite you, everyone you in. You shouldn't to feel be comfortable. moving in together or paying rent. None of that should be a po- part of it. You're in high school. Well, yeah, we we're growing up quick. <laughs> you are growing up quick and I want you to leave this school knowing what the Declaration of Independence stood for. Okay. 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 I think it was probably George Washington he left his old he left his old <laughs> babe for a new one. Okay. That's not he bad. I think that. That's not bad. Now, what do you think it is? Um, the Declaration of Independence is America standing up for themselves and their voice and their sense of agency. Hey, all right. And their own pleasure and not prioritizing the Britain and not saying that the Britain can just ram into it senselessly and think that that feels good because it doesn't. Okay. Not unless there's some foreplay going on where it, (laughs) not unless Britain makes sure that everything's lubed up and ready to rock. Some would argue that America maybe won the Revolutionary War by cheating, by being cheating bastards, by attacking on Christmas, by not standing in line the way that war should be fought with a band and two lines marching at each other. Fascinating. Okay. Maybe Britain would still have America Uh if Britain had just listened to what America wanted. But instead, America had to go suck Damien's dick. Okay. (laughs) Josh. As your agent, if you're going to kiss me on the lips, I got you such a good job. Okay, let's not... Okay. Okay. (laughs) Weird start. It's a a reality TV show. Uh Uh-huh. It's called Big Dumb Doofus Gets a (laughs) Do-Over. You're going to go to a party like a big idiot. You're going to get to the party. Okay. Big, big dummy. What could emphasizing (laughs) that? And then... I love going to parties. And then... 
two women are going to come up to you and they're going to hit on you. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're going to reveal that they're only hitting on you because you're just such a sad little turd at this party. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And then they're going to hit on me and then call me a turd. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to rope you in because you're gullible. (laughs) Just, I'm not gullible. Mouth breather. <laughs> Barely get out of bed in the morning. It looks like his mom dressed him funny. And they're going to give you a makeover. She did a good job. <laughs> they're going to give you a makeover. You don't like corduroys? Is that the thing? Hold on a minute. The corduroy overalls? That's insane. <laughs> it's called being an actor. It's called building a brand. Okay? You wear corduroy overalls. You don't have a shirt underneath. You let the nips peek out from the sides and if mommy wants it mommy gets it tell me more about the role oh god i mean if i had any doubts before you've you've put them to rest then these two women are gonna make you over okay then we're gonna send you out to a real party and see you know See if this polished turd can't get himself a phone number. <laughs> Quit calling me these names. <laughs> okay? I can get plenty of phone numbers. I'm a Hollywood guy. I'm an actor. I live you rode my into my office on a razor. <laughs> yeah? Well, got here quicker, didn't I? <laughs> All these jackasses on their birds <laughs> and limes. I'm doing o- OG razor. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, am I paying by the minute? No. <laughs> okay, get off Do of it. Jumps it in my free. office. Stop it. <laughs> Jump on Stop. the desk. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Anyways, what time's the party? Seems like the easiest gig in the world. It's at 7 p.m. All right, I'll be there. At Sharky's. Cut to 8.30 at Sharky's. (laughs) Ooh, baby, Sharky's. This is a perfect place for a party. I'm a fin addict. That's a rewards member of Sharky's. Hi, can I get you another drink? Yeah, keep the iced teas coming. (laughs) Uh, um, We're actually out of iced tea. What? Oh. Uh, sorry, but what was your name again? My name? Josh. Well, that's my brother's name, so I won't forget. Will you get me a damn... Hi, can I talk to the producers? Yeah, hi. Hey. Yeah, I don't even... Th- did you tell him the concept? I did. He showed up 90 minutes late. Okay, it's just he seems really combative. I know. Yeah. Trust me. Where the heck... Are they even serving Sharky's food? I, does he not know that he's not... Like, they're supposed to be informed that it's I, reality. He, I bro- we, he's, uh, we broke it down. We did little diagrams. Okay. I had him repeat it back to me. You told him that I was going to come in as the server, right? Yeah, you're okay. going to come in and as the server and hit on him. He's just thick. Thick shell, you can get okay. through to it. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Thank okay. you. Go Thank back. Thank you. <sighs> well, it turns chips? out they fixed the iced tea machine, and um, what they do? Yeah, they they fixed it. So you here it is. Oh my god! But I put a little something extra in it for you. Well, don't do that. It's a what Long you... Island. <laughs> it's a Long it's Island. Long Island. Tea? I don't want this. I'll oh dump my it god! Out. <laughs> I don't. He just dumped his drink Listen. on another customer. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not my real job, but like, I, I, it stresses me out. Uh, I know, I know, it's stressful. Just turn up the charm. Uh, <sighs> bring him on one of these dessert pizzas. Okay. Zuki, Luki, Luki. Hey, I don't mean to. I don't know if I'm blowing this or whatever, but I find you annoying. Uh, okay, I. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> didn't sign up for what? I, 
you I'm, know a, I'm here at Sharky's expecting a regular meal. I want to get the new Mex Caesar salad. I want to mess around with okay. iced teas you and lemonade what? combinations. You need a makeover. What? You need a makeover. You need to... You're a bad server. Okay. <laughs> this is not about me. So I think it is. It's, no, Look it's not. Look at the salsa bar. You got green salsa in the pineapple salsa. Uh, it's, you know, Have some really pride my, in your it's work. It's really my... I've been to a lot of Sharkies. This is one of the <laughs> one of the worst I've okay. been. You didn't even ask me for my okay. fanatic card. Can I, I have two. Can I give you a, a hot tip on how to talk to women? Yeah, sure. It's always great to ask a woman what she does. What? Well, I guess you know what I do. Uh, but, you know, you could always take a little bit more interest in whoever you're talking to. Eye I'm contact, a firm handshake. What? I'm not here to get laid. I'm here to enjoy sharkies. No, you are here to get laid. <laughs> I am? <laughs> not so explicitly, but yeah, you're here to learn more about dating well, in the world. Well, then don't set it at a sharkies. Okay. Were... <laughs> Can I just... I'm sorry. Like, what? Are we doing... A, is this all one take? Or are you guys going to be cutting? I mean... Excuse me, sir. He'll go on and on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Excuse me, sir. Um... I don't like your employee. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not a manager. Why here. are you throwing a party at a Sharky's? You don't have any of the good stuff. You're here. on a dating show. Why this is it a, a dating show to Sharky's? Why are you? You're combining two things that shouldn't be combined. Excuse me, I'm the manager here. Oh, is there yes. a problem? Yes. Um, uh, first of all, I wasn't offered free chips when I walked in here. I don't like it when they don't offer well, it. Let I'm me... gonna make me ask. You have the chips right here. We see him scooting around on his crazy. Here, I'll show you how to run a Sharky's. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> this is how you do it. I want a new mech salad, spinach only. Toss the spinach. Wood fire grill. <laughs> chicken. Shred the chicken nicely. Don't just cut it into thoughtless squares. <laughs> Thoughtless but, squares. Thoughtless squares. <laughs> I've never heard someone uh, shit on my cooking ever such a way. I'm the chef here. Well, get to work because I've been sitting out there waiting for a salad. I'm being told I'm supposed to be hitting on someone who works here, which goes against everything mommy taught me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to have a good, nice meal. I'm, am I on TV? Come back to the casting office. <sighs> What the hell happened in there? I don't know. Well, he was tired. <laughs> you brought your mom in here? Well, yeah, he was I thought very I was... tired, and I've told you He's a million tired. times if he needs snacks, he needs snacks. We had snacks for him. He got uh, uh, hung up on the snacks. Now he's got a job at Sharky's. <laughs> he's very good. I went in there the other day, and he gave me a he's 50% at... off, which is very sweet. I don't don't say that alone, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well Don't you want him to be a big star? A big TV star? Oh, he's already a big star already He's a big, big, star. big star He's got a big boy overalls He looks so cute with his big, big pee-pee and <laughs> I'm sorry, what? His, his pretty His pretty uh, Penis <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, let's jump back into uh, yeah, the meat part. A little part. bit more. A little bit more. Um, yeah, I'll just go for a little while longer. Um, um, so we talked a little bit about what you teach, uh, the union a little bit. What has been the problem getting the union together? Is it is it the 
Because that was the thing that Jake mentioned when he said we maybe should talk to you is that you're in the pro- this process. Uh, yeah. Is it other teachers or a little, little bit of both? Um, the the biggest hurdle so far has been um, actually. So UTLA is the largest teachers union in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they are they they have presented themselves as being pretty anti charter which is problematic for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they don't, and it makes sense if you think about it, they represent, right. All these public school teachers and they don't want, um, they don't want their union or they don't want their members to lose jobs because these charter jobs are opening up. I see. And so UTLA is, uh, is pretty publicly anti-charter with, um, with some of their, yeah, some of their campaigns. Um, and so that has presented some issues with getting our teachers on board, uh, with unionizing as well as, um, getting parent support behind it as well as the administrator. I mean, the administrators are never going to be for that in general, um, mm-hmm. but uh, because they're, they're effectively management. And so, yeah. um, and so that's been the biggest, that's been the biggest hurdle. Um, it's just the politics around what UTLA sort of stands for. And so where we're trying, well, where I'm trying to, where I'm trying to steer the ship now is for us to, to look at other options where we would just sort of maybe form our own independent union or uh, a loosely affiliated like teachers association, um, just stuff like that. So we can get some basic workers rights in the form of a contract. We don't have contracts. Um, and so one of the, you know, one of the reasons why, um, you know, you can like Jake can quit so many times is because he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have a contract. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And, but, but he can always come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the, but the idea is that we, you know, hopefully we would work towards uh, getting a contract and that that's something we can do ourselves and we can sort of collectively bargain ourselves. And so that's kind of the path that I'm sort of uh, seeking out now. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> This is kind of a heavy one, but I've, I've talked to Jake a bunch about like his frustrations about just edu- the education system. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, you did you only work for charter schools? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I student taught at a public school, but and I substitute taught at a few public schools, but that's it. I see. Um, my my full time teaching has only been at a charter school too. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, like what what need is that is a char- a charter school like what is going wrong with the, that's a huge question, but I know that like education with public, (laughs) with public education, like, uh, I know that we had someone on the, on the show, Vivian, remember that story she had where she like went to like a, like a nicer school or a private school or something like that up until high school. And then she went to an LA public high school and literally they like, uh, found out she was like smart and like Mm -hmm. showed her like a secret classroom like on the on the roof actually right yeah yeah it was uh, like they were really? like but like her teacher was like go to this room and she like went up a, a stairwell and there was like a secret room where like they were like giving advanced uh, like where they were actually like, teaching yeah because there was just a lot of like you know it seemed like just a lack of control over yeah. the students or whatever um i just like again i don't have kids so this isn't something i really ever think about <laughs> Uh, well, I think if you, if you run any business and most of your customers are bored and, uh, or don't remember or don't ever think about, um, like if you talk, if you talk to most, most people and you're like, Oh, what did you think about school? And most people are like, eh, um, very few people are like, Oh my God, I loved it. 
I loved school. Mm-hmm. And can you think of any other industry where that would be successful mm-hmm. or, um, or passable or thought of? And yet education is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this thing that just sort of, it seems like a cross to bear. Like we all have to do it in yeah. order to get to this thing. It's the sort of this bill of goods that we've all been told from day one. It's this thing you have to endure and then to get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the, that's the biggest problem is how can we change the story of the enduring part? Um, I think we all have moments where we were like, uh, really engaged in something. Um, and I've read a lot of stuff around schools that, um, you know, uh, are, are innovating in, in ways that they like, they don't have arbitrary age distinctions. Um, what's to say that, why do we, um, promote kids on the basis of just their age? Mm-hmm. Right. Wh- why is it that all first graders, we say all first graders have to know this. And if they know this, they, they can all go to second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than that, why do we say that all five-year-olds have to know this? And if all five-year-olds get this, then they can move on and learn what they learn at six when they're six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was seven, I might've been not as good. And like, I might've been a five-year-old in some things and I might've been a 12 year old in other things. Yeah. Um, there's a flexibility with learning that isn't so arbitrary. And I think the American system um, has been industrialized to this point where um, kids are on a track and the American education system does really well teaching 80, the 80% in the middle. It doesn't, doesn't do a good job at all teaching the bottom 10% or the top 10%. Hmm. Um, And other countries that do a good job with more holistic teaching um, are, I think, um, parts of the country that are one, unfortunately they're more homogenous. And so you can get cultural buy-in, um, you know, so the Asian, Asian countries, Scandinavian countries, it's a homogenous population. And so there's a culture around, um, there's a, just a different culture around school and around education. Uh-huh. Um, and the Asian, a lot of the Asian countries, and I don't mean to like generalize to all the Asian countries, but um, they're very test driven and they're very outcome driven. And it's very much a practical thing that you're learning to do. They, they identify or they have you identify very early on what it is you want to specialize in. And then they test the hell out of you to make sure that you can succeed in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they find value in that. Like if you're going to be a, a if, you know, if you're going to be, a, <laughs> if you're going to be a, a, a car mechanic um, uh-huh. and you know that when you're like 13, you like get jazzed about car mechanics in the, you know, in a lot of the Asian school systems, they will then put you in only those kinds of classes. They will have you start working on cars when you're 13. They'll have you be in a car dealership when you're 14. They'll have you take a test when you're 15. Hmm. Um, and they will have you specialize in that one thing, um, because you're so oh. jazzed about it. I, I, you know, I see some cons in that because people can change their minds or whatever. And there isn't that flexibility when you get a little bit older, but they value that to them, they would call that a valuable education experience. I think for us in America, there's a lot of, um, well, you don't know what it is you want to do. So we're going to, put you in these sort of amorphous uh, subjects Mm. and we're going to call it science, even though there's a lot of math in it. We're going to call it math, even though there's a lot of art in it. We're going to call it history, even though there's a ton of science and math and and art and Mm. all of history. And we're going to put you in these boxes. Um, And I think that's, and so I think as a kid, you grow up thinking, well, I'm not really good at that. Uh I'm sort of okay at that. I don't really know. I don't really like that. Um, you're not encouraged to like either specialize or, or, or try something or find your passion, um, in, in the same way. And I, so I, I think that's, that's a big problem with the way our system is set up is it's just, it also caters to people who, um, who do just enough to like get by. 
Uh, That's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there isn't, there isn't, there, there's no consequence. Uh, there's no, con- there's no real societal consequence to not performing well in school. Uh-huh. Um, and so like, wh- why is that? Why is there, if, if education is supposed to be so important for the people who like, why do we have all these stories of like, oh, this dude didn't go to college and yet they're a multimillionaire. Uh-huh. And these are the stories that we're fed. Right. As kids, it's like, you don't need it. You don't need school. What you need is like the real world and that's your education. Yeah. Um, and so that, that, I think that idea has, I'm like rambling now, but that idea has, uh, has gone, has gone on for a long time in the American education system, um, that people will succeed in spite of it as opposed to because of it. Yeah. And so I think that that's, uh, that's something that, you know, leaders in education need to think about is how can we get people to succeed because of the system, not in spite of it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, this is like a bigger thing, but I, I sort of, I think that like, this is more hope this, this is more of a hopeless outlook than I think whatever is necessary or whatever. But, like, sometimes I think, like, America's so far along that, like, it's going to be really hard to, like, undo a lot of what's been done. So, like, what you're talking about, like, even just this attitude towards school or, like, yeah. school as a business. Jake told me a depressing thing a long time ago where, like, a teacher's, teacher's unions, like, invest their money, right, or their pensions, right, in, like... Uh, oh yeah prisons? Some of the, yeah i think a lot of them have pulled out but that was a thing where yeah teacher union pensions were investing in prison like that because a prison is so profitable so mm-hmm. it was like so even though a teacher wouldn't be like <laughs> and there's the statistic about like literacy rates being uh like uh helping predict prison rates so it's like no teacher would get into teaching to be like, I'm going to make sure these kids don't learn. So they end up in prison and mm. help my pension. But it is this weird fun yeah. thing a little bit. Mm. When you told me that, I thought those were not, I don't say that I'm not just trying to list things that I think are fucked up, but I do wonder if like charter schools are like, it seems like the system itself is hard to change or is maybe yeah. just a dinosaur. And like, I wonder if like charter schools or stuff independently, uh, cultivated things is what's going to like, well, I think so. The one thing I think charters are doing right is it's refocusing education at the local level. I think when, mm-hmm. when, um, education works, it's small. Uh-huh. Um, and if you think about classes that work and teachers that work, it's small, it's micro. Um, and you know, one of the things that has happened is just the, the massive, well, for one, the pop, you know, as the population has grown, you just have so many more people who need to be in school mm-hmm. and there's not enough trained people to teach them. And so as our population has gotten bigger, we have way fewer trained teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have these teachers who are trying their best, but they're not trained to handle how to teach 50 kids at the same time. Yeah. Um, I've had classes of 35, 36, and it's impossible. It's impossible to teach to that many kids effectively. Yeah. Um, it's, a, I mean, can you imagine just standing in front of 30 people and getting them all to like do one thing at the same time? It's like out of sight of a totalitarian I environment. A, that's not going to happen. I teach groups of like 16 adults improvising. That's what I do for a living. I teach improv. <laughs> and even that sometimes is just like, you're 30 some years old. Yeah. You can't, 
I have to repeat this for you. And you're like you making missed it. the choice to you're be like there on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're making the choice to be. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. point too. Education in this country is compulsory. You have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's required. It's uh, if you're not, your parents get fined, a ticket. It's against the law to not yeah. send your kids to school. And so then, what are we saying? Right? What's the? You're not opting into it. Um, you know, and I think that mm. that is right. That education is something that's done to you. It's yeah. not something that you go out and you actively seek unless, and but we all do it in our own way. Um, we just don't do it in the system, in the, in the school yeah. system. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the, so again, get to, I guess to get back to the, the point um, that I was trying to make is that when schools are successful, uh, when school districts are successful, I think they happen at a local level. So I think I, if I could like, start somewhere, I would break everything up and make things a lot smaller. Um, I would have looked, I'd go back to this idea of local control of having, you know, really having like targeted zip codes, manage the schools in that zip code um, and really putting, you know, competent people in charge of handling, you know, how that school operates in that school system. And I think there needs to be a diversity of ideas. Yeah, Like yeah. there's the, the school system in Los Angeles, you know, it, like we don't, it, it's liberal. Um, uh-huh. and you know, I'm a liberal, um, but I, I can see the benefit of having say somebody with conservative ideas run the budget. Um, somebody yeah. with conservative ideas, um, create a strict curriculum and a testing schedule. And uh-huh. there's, um, there's philosophies that uh, there's, there's philosophies that I think the diversity of, of, of people could give to a school system where, you know, we don't in the school system, we tend to promote people who have been in education um, to higher levels of management when all their experience they have is just in the classroom. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to run a school. Uh, running a school is like running a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that if you have, but you need someone with the special set of skills who know how to do both. Um, and so that's, those people are hard to find, but I think you can find them. And I think that's, you know, it's one of the ideas that teach for America, which is trying, trying to do, um, and I have, I have my opinions about the ways that they try to do it, but, uh, but they, they try, you know, they try to take diverse people from diverse backgrounds and put them in education to see if they can just innovate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing that would be great about teach for America is if, how, how can we encourage those people to stay, yeah. um, to stay and keep innovating in education because they are not incentivized to stay. Yeah. Um, and people in education, and this breaks my heart. And this is because I'm a part of it too. You're incentivized in education to leave the classroom. You can only make more money by getting further away from the kids. Um, Right. If I want to make more money and be a Dean or be an assistant principal or be a principal or be a superintendent, I'm now five steps removed from being in the classroom. Um, And that is heartbreaking to think that the only way that I can make a living or be successful is to be away from the kids and to be like, to have that. And so I think that that paradigm needs to shift too. Hey. hey, looking for a casket, huh? Um, <laughs> you seemed a little bored, so. Uh, oh, no, I'm, just, I'm hmm? grieving. Grieving? Sure. Yeah. Got it. Uh, uh, well, we've got some oak ones. Okay. Uh, this one, look, I taped some Mad Magazine cartoons to the inside of it. Pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm? That's your thing? I just, I just want something that's affordable but it's still still nice sorry I got it no problem i'm not trying to be insensitive it's just that 
Uh, we are a business uh, a little bit, and if you're bored, it's bad for business. Uh, we don't want people walking by, uh, you know, uh, our funeral services and being like, oh, that looks like a snooze fest in there. So I'm oh. just going to pop this cowboy hat on you. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and uh, who was it who passed? <laughs> um, it was my father. Your uh, what was his name? Um, his name was John. John? Mm-hmm. You were close? We were, we were, yes, we were incredibly close. Um, now, if I buy it here, will it be transported to mm-hmm. the uh, site of the burial or? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm not in charge of that. I don't need nope. to use my own car. We'll do all the transporting okay. for you. You can ride along with us if you want. Oh, we do a little uh, karaoke karaoke car karaoke okay you've seen that on the late night talk show uh the james corden that's it that's yeah. it you got it also i if i can interest you in this it's a little bit of a casket and a side casket thing uh you a know like a motorcycle casket? and a sidecar <laughs> so okay. this is your dad's casket and then god forbid anything happened to you pop you in the little one next to it that's fun right um pretty nice pretty interesting yeah i uh how how many steps until the purchasing do we need to um get through uh, we could do that real quick. Great. So okay. That would be cool. Awesome. I have a lot to actually sort through. So what you'll see here is I have a bunch of um, blocks like that you would see on uh, Jeopardy. And then you're going to ask me uh, for a price. And then I'm going to flip it over and we're going to see if that's Could the cost just of the gas. just expedite this and just, huh? I just want to just get in, get out. Uh, I, I'm willing to pay for, um, I'll, I'll take this, this oak. This oak one yeah. here? Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. And you don't want to play the game a little I, bit? I would just prefer to just go ahead and okay. get in, get out. I, <laughs> Oaky oh, lady. my God. You liked Oki the Clown. <laughs> Oki the Clown. Hey, pretty interesting, pretty exciting, right? Oki the Clown. <laughs> Are you crying? You could use a handkerchief. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. It's Where'd they all come from? <laughs> bing, bing, bing. It's squirting at me. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoopsies. <laughs> oh, no. Whoopsies, that wasn't a plant. Oki. <laughs> oh, Oki. <laughs> sorry. Okay, thank you for apologizing. I, I just am like... I, I, uh, squeeze my nose! Okay, okay, I don't... Squeeze my nose! What do you mean? Squeeze Oki's nose. <laughs> okay, if I could just... If you could... If I squeeze his nose, can I get out of here? Absolutely. Okay. You'd be entertained and interested. Okay. My nose is ticklish. Okay, very fun. Uh, I, I, give me I, one I, second. Okay. Okay. What the hell was that? That's not fun and interesting. Your nose is telling. I don't know. I, I just, I, I look, I Googled some routines. So this is routines. a small store. So <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I Googled I'm so some sorry. routines. I, I I'm so sorry. Um, the rest of it, you have to have a shtick. Uh, 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 squeeze his nose it's, again. You, it, squeeze listen, his nose again. I, I, I told you we got to get 10 more clowns and fit them in the casket. You didn't think I was a guy. <laughs> you think I don't want to put 10 clowns in a casket. I do. But until that point, you got to have more than a okay, tickling I don't nose. need the song. I don't need the song and dance. I don't need this. I don't need this. Oh my god! 
I don't need this. <laughs> oh, you ripped my bare butt. Loki's little butt. I ripped your <laughs> bare butt. <laughs> Look at Loki's little uh, bare butt. Spank it a little bit. Okay, I really no. don't. This is really insensitive. Squeeze my butt. I just, this is really, squeeze your butt. That, okay, squeeze this is really bit. actually very inappropriate. Squeeze it. Okay, I'm so and, sorry. Okay, squeeze it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm ticklish. That's still your move, ticklish. Why is it still it's squirting? Funny. Why are you squirting? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Okay, I need, these flowers or I need to get out of here right now. So if I could just, if I could just please put my order in. Do you have my information? I'm at. I have. I'm getting in my car and I'm going to go home. Okay. Yes. You want a balloon animal <laughs> for the road? A little balloon animal. Sure. My daughter's waiting in the car. Okay. <gasps> She's very upset and she she'd like to go. She's texting me from the back okay, of the car. Very sorry. Get her balloon animal. <laughs> Any requests? Uh, just a dog. We'll be fine. And then we'll just whatever's easiest. Actually, just okay. The little dog. We'll do a snake. <laughs> a snake. <laughs> I didn't have time to. I did a million YouTube a tutorials snake? on how to do Are how to do these things. You got me regular. You know what? This is perfect. No, no, this is no. Perfect. It's gonna be entertaining. No, uh, no, okay, I, sit on these balloons. Okay, <laughs> look. Okay, uh, well, like a YouTube it's, video. Thank you. <laughs> now it's actually not. I can't even take that home with me. So thank you. You've you've done enough. Thank you. Truly. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> The hell was that? I, 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 I don't know clown stuff. I don't know. I, oh my god! Look how many. Am I crazy or is that a tiny car that she's getting into? <laughs> it's a tiny car. How many daughters does she have in that car? <laughs> I don't know. They've got red, big hair. I've got all the secrets. <laughs> All right. So I looked at your aptitude tests, mm-hmm. um, things you're interested in. Yes. Um, you said uh, that you are interested in physics, mm-hmm. um, that you liked uh, person-to-person interaction, uh-huh. that you weren't afraid to get your hands dirty. That's right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, you're going to be a plumber. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, hmm? well, we're going to send you in that direction. Uh, I know you're only 12, uh, but uh, from here on out, let's get rid of, is that a book in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> don't read that. <laughs> you don't need to know it. It's what? irrelevant. I don't know if you ever saw the movie That's Inside catch, Out. Uh, it's Catcher in the Rye. Catch, oh, I can't read. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I saw Inside Out. Yeah, you know how there's like a limited amount of space in the brain? Well, catch 22. I think that was a... I don't think there's a limited amount of space in the brain. Uh Yeah, remember? (laughs) Don't uh remember me. (laughs) I have other interests. And also physics, getting my hands dirty and working with other people could be a myriad of things. It doesn't just mean plumbing. Those three combined is just plumbing. Can you think of anything else? Uh, engineering, uh, I could be, uh, like a physicist. I could, um, work, uh... Don't fill your head with those kind of things. Excuse me, um, I just... 
got the results of my aptitude test back. Yes. I said that I really enjoy art. Mm-hmm. I said that I really enjoy um, like putting problem solving. Yes. And you put plumber. <laughs> You'll be a plumber. Okay, but I don't understand how that equals that. That's pretty condescending to plumbers saying that you don't understand how plumbing's an art. Okay, I never snaked said a drain. That? Have you ever snaked a drain, no. Adrian? Well, I could tell because there is an art to it. All right, now put these little overalls on. Okay. <laughs> My schedule just is addresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get some hands-on experience. It's one of the nice things about being a plumber. You get to we got some we got some dirty toilets waiting for you. I had choir first period before. You're not singing for the rest of your life, okay? <laughs> In fact, don't sing. That's one of the annoying things you can have with plumbers. Also, get the butt cracks hidden. We're not doing any of that stuff anymore, all right? Well, it's gonna be I guess your second, your whole plumbers, second year. We at least they're going to the same. We're going to different addresses. Yeah. So, Why does it say "divide and conquer" on the top of my paper? That's the name of the plumbing business. <laughs> that uh, makes <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what are we dividing? The turds. <laughs> Get them down the. <laughs> I suppose if you made them smaller, they would go down the drain easier. Oh, listen, now, we already talked. Look at you. <laughs> you see, you have a knack for this stuff. No. Look at you, a natural. Look at you. Now put these red hats on. <laughs> Great. Mario. DNC. That just slipped out. Luigi. <laughs> uh, we cut to um, him meeting with a client. Hey, uh, thanks for sending that plumber over. Yeah. I gotta say, um, my husband is a physicist and he had this problem on his chalkboard that he couldn't figure out. And your little plumber <laughs> solved it. <laughs> Uh, am I hearing this right? <laughs> he took time out of his day, out of his work, to yeah, solve... He solved the problem my time. husband's been banging his head against the wall. He should be... Uh, you've got a genius on your hands. You should send him to no. MIT. No, no. <laughs> to me, it sounds like you have a husband who's a plumber on your hands. <laughs> banging his head what? against the wall. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what I keep trying to tell these kids. You're going to try to grow up. You're going to try to do stuff that's above your pay grade. You, uh, uh, plumber. <laughs> so he's been, uh, he's been heading down the wrong here. direction his entire Keep your life. husband in here. Give me this. <laughs> Daniel. Yes. Yeah, here's some overalls. Oh my God. <laughs> <A little> red hat. <laughs> I've never had another grown man dress me in my life. <laughs> well, he says that you're supposed to be a plumber. I think I'd know if I was supposed to be a plumber. You told me you, you were can an see those kids from a mile away. <laughs> Problem solvers, chatty with other kids, in love with putting two and two together. Oh my God, I'm a plumber. I'm a goddamn plumber. <laughs> You're damn right you are. Here's a sheet full of addresses. Go out there and break up some turds for me. Ah, another, another successful day on the plumbing job. <laughs> we got to NASA. Uh, what do you mean you're quitting? I'm a plumber and I've always been a plumber. You're not a plumber. Remember when Apollo 13 was going down and I radioed up to them and I said all the stuff that was uh, in their spaceship that they could use to make an apparatus to breathe oxygen, even though their oxygen. Yeah, tank there was, was a big so- clog inside their <laughs> oxygen tube. Exactly. And who unclogged it? 
Well, you Me did. and all of them, they should be plumbers too. We're not doing them any justice. Oh, by- boy, boss. Uh, <laughs> someone dropped a real brick in the toilet in the, in the men's bathroom. Let me it's go. Let me do this. We've got to get people Who back from Mars. Help? Who else is going to help? Eight astronauts all just <laughs> sweeping it with a broom. Knocking <laughs> it back and forth. <laughs> Uh, all right get in there all right okay what do we have a brick a uh, a pipe a water okay take the brick out (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile in space a shuttle just crashes into the moon (laughs) did you see that footage of that shuttle yeah. <laughs> Did you see how the moon was clogging up the spaceway? Did you see how that shuttle removed Wait, the moon? What? <laughs> Did you see what? <laughs> okay, let me listen first of all. Okay. Take out your headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you see how that shuttle on the news uh, ran into the moon? Uh huh. And, and then they tried to back it out, and then it ran back into the moon. Yeah. They tried to back it out, and it ran back into the moon. And, and they were back. going, oh, vey. And somehow they had the audio from them so yeah. frustrated. And it pushed the middle of the moon out the other side. Okay, well, guess what? What? That spaceship should have been a plumber. Oh, my God. Does that make sense to you? It does. I'm going to get NASA working on a giant pair of overalls. Um, awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being on the meet. Yeah, thank you. I learned. I yeah, learned something. That was really great. Yeah, that was. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, let's go around the table. Got something to plug? Plug away. Let's start with you, Madison. Atlantis100, L-A-N-E-S-100. That's my Instagram. I always read it as Lanes. Yeah, I know a lot of people do. So only Crushing the true fan, only Inside Circle knows it's Lannis. <laughs> But spelled lanes one mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check that out, um, Travis. You got anything you want to plug or get sure. turn people onto? Sure, <laughs> second semester AP US history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. AP government. Yeah, yeah. Uni- um, unionize the. Hey. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, um, sign up for the sign up for the union. You <laughs> might you might see a secret uh, secret conversation from me next to the copier. <laughs> yeah, so meet me at the copier. We'll talk about uh, our clandestine operations. Yeah. Wow. Um. um yeah. Is there anything that you would say, like, um, sometimes I have trouble sort of being like, oh, what can my people... One thing, one problem I see with education sometimes is, like, the invested parties are invested as long as they have kids in the system. So it's like people... And then their experience with education is either positive or negative. And so, like, so many people are like, well, I cared about it while I had kids in it, and then I'm less... So is there anything you think that helps... Or that people who are should be invested or the general public or maybe don't have kids in school? Yeah, I think if you really care about what it is that you do, um, go to a school and talk about it because there's huh. probably going to be a you know a percentage of the kids that will care about it too. And if they see um, – you know, I think one of the things that I – um, that I see that works in education is when kids are asked to solve real world problems um, and apply their learning. Um, that's what really makes a difference. And so if they see proper models of people who enjoy their careers and are really into it, um, that gives them options. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're really into something, go to a school and talk about it. Um, I'm sure the school would love to have you talk to the kids about it. That's really great. 
Excellent. Uh, check out We're Gross the third Thursday of the month at UCB Franklin and uh, Bitch in a Herald team. Awesome. Uh, I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter. Josh Simpson on Instagram. All my stuff is at joshsimpson.biz. Uh, the meet is on all the social platforms and Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can join our Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to our Discord Woo. and our extra episode. And it's just a nice way to support the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another free way to support the show is tell a friend about it if you like it. Yeah. Uh, that's always nice, and that's how we grow, grow our audience a lot. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Meat. The Meat. Improv. podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now